HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Welcome to Life's a Banquet, a show about all things edible, startable, and pourable. With your hosts, me, the Encino Man. The Encino Man? <laughs> And me, Polly Shore, star of Biodome. <laughs> Don't you mean uh, Stephen Baldwin? <laughs> I mean, they were he both, the other star? They were the co-stars. But the, blo- actually, the most bloated Baldwin. It's funny because somebody... I was working the other day and somebody was... I don't have no idea what the joke was. But they were like, you know, like in Biodome. And I was like, listen... I'm not really a Polly Shore guy. And they were like, what? And I'm like, it's not for me. Like it's not for that. That was for very specific types of people, very specific types of an age, you know? Well, I am going to go ahead and say, how darest thou? Because I am a Polly Shore guy through and motherfucking through. I wheeze the juice. I fucking wear a weird headband. Um, I can't remember any of the other things he does right now, but I'm in it for Polly Shore. All right. Well, I guess I'm just too much of an intellectual. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you know, Polly Shore is a Rhodes Scholar. Um, I don't even know what that means. But as you know from last week, when I was kidding. obsessively covering all of the Ben Affleck news, I'm purely interested in scholarly pursuits only. Totally. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't have any interest in seeing Biodome. I don't, I do, uh, son-in-law has some like, fond memories in my mind and like i would present day totally smash brendan frazier so like i like encino man for that wait 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 you would smash brendan frazier present day like him now absolutely i just read this long form article about how his career was ended and how he was sort of like potentially like sexually assaulted during yeah whatever did you read that no but i know that he fell on hard times yeah, so, um, and he just looks great. And Does he? Did, he? He did the thing that a lot of famous people do, um, which is they go to their ranch to wait out their celebrity status and they ride horses and stuff. But I've never yeah. been on a horse, but I think we could still make it work. <laughs> <laughs> never been on a horse? How am I doing a podcast with you, non-equestrian riding person? I went to horseback riding camp. camp. That's for rich kids, you know? I, I just, went to horseback riding camp. We were not rich. I don't, I think I got in there, like, I got into everywhere else. My mom just, like, snuck me in everything with, like, rich kids. Like, I went to private school on a scholarship because, like, we didn't have any money. I went to horseback riding camp somehow. And, like, everyone else knew how to ride. And there's, like, video of me, like, hanging off the side <laughs> of a horse, like, in the shape of a U. Like, eventually people had to, like, come try to, like, push me on just, like, gangly idiot riding off the side of a horse. You're right. Horses are for rich people. Do you think it's just because of the sheer size is why they cost so much? Like, animals are priced according to their size? I'm sure that their cost is completely made up, like, all things. Um, Mm -hmm. But what we do know is that if you have more than two horses, you probably have no problem saving for retirement. That's Uh, a very good point. What if you only have a pony and it's very old? well i said if you have more than two horses so just listen to the saying and you'll get all the information that you need (laughs) got it got it got it got it got it 
<laughs> um, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you. No, please. No, you. please I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have anything interesting to say. I mean, I have. Well, I did want to discuss with you one thing. Oh, you you moved into a new apartment. What's going on with that? Oh my god! So I just want to take this space to complain about my own choices that I have made. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to move into this little fixer upper. I didn't buy it. I'm paying someone else's mortgage, and it fucking needs so much work. And I just was like, oh, how hard could it be? And then every day I discovered like new, more tragic shit that was wrong with it so like it's like the money pit but i don't own it but it's still a money pit um damn it like what so the the first thing is that i don't know how i didn't notice this it's also just i'm not used to this like i don't know i thought it was like whatever but there's a the dog the people that lived there before me owned a dog and they should be honestly i believe shot um because they (laughs) would keep this dog in a kennel and let it go pee on the screen and porch and wouldn't take it out. So he just peed all over the screen and porch, which is concrete. Oh, no. So there's just like a dog urine smell, which has been oh. a pain in the ass to get out. I've tried like two different things now and they're not cheap. Well, the hydrogen peroxide was cheap, but the enzyme urine destroyer thing is freaking $35 for a gallon. And, and I need a whole gallon because I have a huge screen and porch, but, um, that's ridiculous, but maybe your landlord should pay for that. Yeah, I'm gonna, he's definitely gonna be paying for that. Don't you worry. And then yeah. the other thing I discovered is even though I've looked at at this point in my life approximately like 8,052 apartments, I didn't try to open any of the windows. And so I realized just a day or two after I moved in that all the windows were painted shut. <gasps> oh. Oh my God. <laughs> and this is actually a common thing that a landlord will do if they don't want to replace. Why? Because if you don't want to spend the money to replace windows in an old tiny building, this house was built in 1920. Um, and if you're a fucking piece of shit landlord, which of course all landlords are, um, mm-hmm. and you just can't even show, because you know, obviously replacing windows are expensive, but you need to fucking do it when the windows are from 1920. So the windows are all painted shut because they're not insulated because they're no longer, the building has shifted so much that there's a bunch of gaps and like drafts and like whatever. And so rather than replace the windows, they just painted them all shut to seal out bugs and cold wind air. So you um, can't open any of your windows. Well, I couldn't until today where I spent an hour and a half with an exacto knife cutting away at the paint that sealed it to the frame and oh my God, dude. it still wouldn't open. And then I eventually got so pissed that I just took a screwdriver and a hammer and just started like hammering the screwdriver in the between. And that worked, oh but it ripped off all the paint and the bottom of the window still. I thought you were going to say you just decided to like take a hammer and just like smash out the glass. No, no. Um, but so then I was like, oh my God, I did it. Um, I'm such a fucking great you know, home renovation type person. And then, yeah, hell yeah, you are the, because it had been sealed. People who live there probably lived there for two years. It's all the two years of dog piss that I'm trying to clean up right now. Um, That's a lot of piss, dude. If a dog pisses five times a day, I mean, we're talking like a full swimming pool full of piss, a huge dog too. So you do the math. You just did. Uh, (laughs) So then I, it was full because it had been sealed shut for God knows how long. It was full of leaves, debris, a whole entire like beetle of some kind had moved in, gotten married, had 30 or 40 kids. <laughs> Several of them seemed to have died trapped right there in the window. Um, and I had to clean all of them. There was like this little squirrel must have put like three or four nuts in there. <laughs> oh my God. Crazy menagerie. From Noah's Ark. I had to clean all that shit out. Of course, it, like also the wind just started blowing it all back into my house as soon as I then get the window open. It was like a TV movie. Um, so annoyed. I was so annoyed. Oh my god! And then it had like you know, it has like a storm window that you like push up, and then you have the screen that comes out underneath. It's one of the only windows in my house that has a screen, which is why I chose it to fucking try to open for one and a half hours, and then. What I found out is that either I'm incompetent and I can't install the screen myself or that you do need two people because it's like the vintage window from the 1920s. I couldn't get the fucking screen in. So I spent all this time 
and I couldn't leave the window open because it was just like open to the elements and there were already like flies trying to get in. And I was just like, <laughs> there's just like a line of bugs and animals waiting to come in. And then, um, I'm sorry, but there's more. So in the middle of this, I was like, Oh, I'd actually been putting off testing out the washer and dryer just because things had just been going so wrong at the place that I was like, I just know in my heart that something's going to be wrong with the washer and dryer. Yeah. So I walked down to my scary basement and, um, there, the washer, I open it and it smells fine. So I was like, okay, this is probably fine. I'm going to run a load and see what happens. And I, it turned it on and I realized immediately that it had, it's full of water. It's been sitting <gasps> there like for at least like six weeks no. before the people moved out before the month was over, whatever. And then the way that they have this washer set up is that it empties into a concrete sink, which is definitely from like the original, like it definitely was like there when the building was built. It's like this ancient filthy concrete sink that looks like it's in the movie saw and it is like filled i didn't even notice this when i looked at the apartment because the basement was so filled with trash that we couldn't even walk down there so i this is like convenient for the fucking landlord um so he knew that he knew this whole time because he went back over there anyway this guy sucks he's really like pulled one over on you yeah um so the the concrete sink i realize is is full and it won't drain and it's filled with water that is black and on top of the black water is like a scummy what i hope is mold and not like a living creature something or other oh my god maybe it's blood no it was not blood so i was like basically i had to like figure out how the washer worked which didn't wasn't that hard um because i'm very good at indoor house maintenance now we're plumbing yeah you're known <laughs> yeah. for your plumbing around um, everybody knows that basically about you. it was i ran it through a cycle and the way that the process is set up is that when you when the washer drains the water it sprays out of the sink it's not even catching any of the water the sink it just sprays all over the entire basement <laughs> just got on me this ancient black water like sprayed on me and i was like no um and so i eventually like figured a way out because also the because of the way that the because the, the sink would fill up completely to the absolute top and the pipes for the washer are in that sink so the water would just soak back into the washer so the washer was not draining water it was just sitting in that black oh, no. black water so what um, happened to your clothes when you took them out? I didn't, I ran a cycle without clothes first. Oh, to see good, good, good. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, it's a two-sided concrete sink. The other side looks like it was filled with dirt. Like someone had been buried down there. So I was like, hopefully this drain <laughs> will just like drain enough that I can like switch sides, whatever. So I put it on the other side. It does drain. Um, a little bit of the black water goes down. I just pour a ton of bleach into it. <laughs> because I'm like I don't I just want to do this for safety I don't know you never know yeah sure 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 <laughs> and so then I find in the basement the painters left a million gallons of paint that's probably all dried up but they they're like don't touch any of the paint and I was like okay guys okay um why don't you guys fucking look at this tree that's coming through the basement window um <laughs> so <laughs> there's like they have like a long like a painter stick and I took it and I fished it down in the concrete sink full of black mold water and I felt something like squishy <laughs> no and I like no. moved it around and it, the water slowly like drained out and I was like oh god what is it what was it it was a fucking glove someone had shoved a glove like wadded it up in that seat it seems as though someone was actually like having a vendetta like it seems as though it was actually wow. set up to fuck over whoever should encounter the washer next it was probably the person who was like sweating their ass off last summer and like i want to open these goddamn windows but i'm fucking sealed in here i'm gonna go shove a glove in this thing oh my god i was like in the process i found that there's like a whole like wardrobe worth of clothes that was like stuck underneath the dryer it's just like such wow, a dude. fucking nightmare i do still love the actual apartment itself but now it's just like frustrating because i'm like every corner that i turn i'm like oh and i need to do this 
I haven't even moved my boxes. Like all of my clothes, everything that I own is still in my living room. It hasn't even, the only thing that's gone upstairs is my bed and whatever clothes I've worn the day of. Everything is just like in my living room. There are no curtains yet. And so my neighbors can see me <laughs> digging through boxes, trying to find something to wear for work. And just like, what is she doing? Um, or they can there. see me like hovering over my box of kitchen stuff that I haven't unpacked yet, like shoving potted cheese in my mouth, using a chip <laughs> as a utensil. Like that's, <laughs> that's been my week. It's pro- it's providing a lot of comic relief though. <laughs> uh, this funny. is all true, guys. This is there's, not made up. There's a short film that our friend Adam sent me this week. And I think it's called Moving, but I'll I'll put the actual... I'll mention it next time and make sure that's the name, but it's like an eight minute film about a woman who's like moving into an apartment and she's trying to get a mattress up the stairs. <laughs> and it's just that. And it's like really, really, really great, but zeroes in an exactly this feeling of kind of being a person alone, trying to do something yeah, that is like- so endlessly frustrating. And it's like funny. And it's like, you kind of wish someone could see you, but you're also glad no one can see you. <laughs> yes, and exactly. you're like, it's like such an interesting thing. I kind of had one of those moments today in a very small way, but it, it kind of reminds me of that I was like rushing to go move my car for alternate side. And I had to grab a bag to go to the grocery store with out of my closet. <laughs> and I always finish my coffee in like two seconds, but yes. for some reason today I didn't. And so I had a full iced coffee that I also had in my hand and I fucking dropped it <laughs> in my closet. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> and it went everywhere. It went all over my shoes. It like went, and I couldn't clean it up because I was racing for alternate inside parking. And I like I can't even leave my house if there's a dish in the sink because I have like OCD about like tidiness. And so I just had to leave all this coffee on my floor. I was like, <laughs> I'm not gonna spend forty five dollars to clean this up. You know what I mean? That's what the fucking ticket costs. So I had to leave it until I got home, and then I forgot about it. So by the time I cleaned it up, it was dried into a sticky paste. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine a worse fucking place in your house to spill coffee yeah. than in your closet? I think in the dryer would be bad. But <laughs> yes, that would be terrible. <laughs> I spilled it in my fucking closet. Um, so also, yeah, I was just thinking. So I wanted. I found this really great deal for a bed and a mattress on Craigslist for my guest room. Because I do live in a mansion, even though none of the windows open. Um, <laughs> a sweaty, hot, stuffy mansion. Um, but the it's like it's free delivery. So like I do want the free delivery, but I'm also like, well, I'm not going to let the guy come into my apartment, right? So he's right. going to leave it on the screen porch. Um, yeah, and then I'm going to have to somehow transport a queen size bed frame and mattress up my stairs. So it's going to be like the lady in the movie. I don't know. Exactly. I'm going to send you the short film. It is going to be like that. It is so (laughs) perfect. I mean, like I've been in this situation. I've lived alone for a fucking long time and I really like, I'm determined to always do projects and stuff. And like, I, I mean, sometimes if it's really too much that I can do, I'll ask a friend to come help. But I've been in that position so many times where I'm like trying to hang like a hundred pound mirror that I've like finagled. And then I get to this point where I'm like, I can't put it down and I can't put it up. And I'm <laughs> you know, you know, just be like, I'm just stand there for like 10 minutes. You're like, what do I do here? Until you finally figure it out. And you're like crying and yeah, cursing. Always crying. So much crying. I actually didn't cry today, but I was so pissed. And also the, the, the window that I was opening is directly out of my neighbor's house. And I, my neighbors are really friendly. And I've already like become friends with them. Um, and I oh, just kept, good. I just kept being like, Crystal is going to come out and help me at some point. I'm like, mm-hmm. she can't just be in the house <laughs> watching this insane struggle, but she must not have seen me because I just, nobody came to my rescue. Um, yeah. but I also want to share with you one funny tale from Indiana that happened to me last week that I think yes. the fans might like to hear. So I, I worked on Sunday night and I, you know, it got off and I, it was like 10 o'clock and I was like, Oh, you know, I just kind of want one little like can of wine to have on my screens and porch that smells like tea. Sure. Um, and so I stopped at the gas station, like on the way home from work and I went in there and the rule in Indiana, which I did not know is that you can't actually buy alcohol on Sundays after eight. Like it used to oh, always wow. be, you couldn't buy alcohol at all on Sundays, but they changed the law. I just assumed they made it all day Sunday, but for some reason they have to be fucking idiots. They're like, just until 8 p.m. So the woman at the gas station was like, oh, 
sorry, I can't sell this to you. It's after eight. And I was like, oh, no problem. I'm sorry. I'm new in town. But I also yeah. bought cigarettes. And so she asked for my ID. And my ID is an <laughs> Indiana driver's license. It always has been. So it's like in this worn in like old Indian driver's <laughs> license <laughs> and show it to her after just being like sorry I'm new in town that's why I just tried to buy alcohol at 10 p.m. and it's like that's so hilarious. embarrassed she didn't say anything and I just quietly walked to my car <laughs> that's really funny yeah blue laws it's like I, I feel like at that point you should be able to be like I'm I'm Jewish you know what I mean like yeah, I don't like, I don't, don't care about your god that doesn't exist <laughs> I don't want your life. I don't want your life. <laughs> well, I want to talk about something that I've been literally itching to talk about because I'm still fucking itchy and covered in a rash from my COVID vaccine. Um, you are? Yeah. It's even oh, worse because no. I got my second shot and it's like now it's really bad. And oh my goodness. at this point, I'm like, I don't even know if this is a rash from the vaccine or if I'm just having a rash from the uh, hydrocortisone that I'm putting on because my You're skin's being so dry. Rash. I am making rash decisions and it's like creeping onto my face and neck and it's kind of a sneaky rash because it's not like super red and bumpy. Like it's just kind of like turning my skin into like this thick, like basically like football skin. Oh, that's kind of cool though. Like bumpy all over. Yeah. Like I actually, Um, the lizard people thing that like all the like, uh, QAnon people think is true. It might actually be true. That, yeah, you, you know, heard it here first. We're making rash decisions. Communists are lizards. <laughs> They're lizard um, people. We should have a, a rash-only podcast called Rash Decisions. Oh, that's a really good podcast. A rash cast? The rash cast? <laughs> rash Decisions. <laughs> or rash or, hard. Or can you call it Don't Be Rash? <laughs> oh, Don't Be Rash is cute. But Rash Hard is also cute if you're, like, trying to prevent a rash. I don't know. <laughs> or the Rashing Pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> or Door Rash. Um, wait, I was going to say something. Oh, and speaking of the vaccine and conspiracy theories and mm-hmm. Bill Gates and Jeffrey Epstein. Um, so sure. you said something to me when I was visiting New York that, like, people started their periods earlier after their second vaccination. But that actually, I looked it up and it is something that's been happening and it happened to me. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I must be so old. My period can just happen at any time. And no, then you're like, no, it probably started early because of the second vaccine. And that's crazy. Cause that's exactly what happened to me. Like in the cycle. I got the second vaccine and then my period started, which is just- so it's, it's messing with people in all different kinds of ways. It's really interesting. Almost every woman I've talked to has had an issue with their period and the vaccine. Um, mine was like th- two or three weeks, two weeks late when I got my first one and I had the worst cramps in human history and I'm not a person who gets cramps. And then this time, yesterday, I'm like supposed to get it any day now. And yesterday I had horrible cramps. My boobs hurt. I like had to lay down. I fucking fell asleep on my bed face down for like an hour, which I never do. I was like, whoa, I'm like intensely PMSing. And I didn't get, yes, I always... I always fall asleep, <laughs> feet up in the air. Um, and I didn't get it. I didn't get my period and all my symptoms now have just disappeared. Yeah, it's really interesting. Of course, it's yeah. fucked up. But it's fucked up. Yeah, I was just like, I don't usually, my I don't usually get any kind of weird thing like that. But yeah, my period definitely was two weeks early. Now it's all thrown off. My period tracker is like, PMS is coming soon. So you get like notifications. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as usual, thanks, Obama. But I'm like, it's not because it, everything's all weird now because of the early period. Anyway, just thought I would At least you that. don't, you're not covered in a fucking creeping rash. That's yeah, just that like is take over. not great for you. It sucks. I'm so itchy. It's unbelievable. I'm very itchy. The only, okay, so I have been getting relief from like going in the shower and putting my arms under the hot water. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the only way I can describe it is I've never done heroin, but I'm like, this must be what heroin feels like. You know, when you see people like shoot up heroin and then all of a sudden they're like, ah, oh. that's well, how I feel when I put my rash under the hot water. <laughs> they say it only feels like that the first time and then you can never get that high again. Oh, really? Okay. Well, um, I'll have to try it to see. But that's like that. Yes episode of friends my favorite tv show where um <laughs> uh, phoebe and charlie sheen like he's on like shore leave or something they know like they only see each other when he's on shore leave and they get chicken pox so they can't bone Ooh. or like itch each other's scratches so they're both just like wearing oven mitts and like their whole bodies are covered and then eventually one of them gives it and they just start itching each other and it's like Ooh, totally it feels good to itch yeah 
It feels really good. I kind of want to do it right now, but I'm not going to. Before we get into today's uh, topic, and we're doing part two of 90s faves, um, I want to discuss a show that I really like. And as many of you may know about me, I don't get into a lot of new shows. When here and there, I like a new show, but I'm mostly rewatching old shows, just wasting my life on things I've already seen a million times. But loving, and also, I, of course, I have to say a cab, but I am loving Mayor of Easttown. Yeah, it's been enjoyable. It's it's something that I, I have some issues with, but that I have been enjoying. There's also a pretty funny SNL skit about it, although I think it might have been the Elon Musk episode. So what? Also, like, who watches SNL anymore? But um, right. <clears throat> the SNL skit is actually pretty funny if you want to. Check I it saw out. it yesterday because I thought that like the cop, her partner on there, was a guy from SNL. No, so I googled my one true love, Evan Peters. He looks like this dude from from SNL. And I was like, is that the guy from SNL? And so I Googled SNL mayor of Easttown and <laughs> it was like a skit, but I didn't watch it, but I will. The skit but is I'm, pretty funny. It, it is a little bit problematic. I'm not from from Philly or PA, but I think well, that Kate Winslet is doing a decent accent. Most of the other characters on the show are doing a great job at the accent. It's a very specific accent. It's both Northern and Southern at the same time. Yeah, they make a joke about it on the SNL. They're like, this is different, different kinds of white people. Because <laughs> everyone <laughs> in the show is white, for the most part, except for the chief. But um, right. so my issue isn't really about the accent. I don't give a shit about the accent. It doesn't. It's not so offensive that I'm like noticing it either way. I do also right. love... Um, from Designing Women, the woman who plays her mom. Oh, um, yes, of course. What the hell is her name? We were, what Becky a, and I were just talking about her. That, yeah, she's, she's incredible. Great. I'm glad that she's having a career revival right now. She's just such a great yeah, actor. Um, but the show itself is actually, beyond all of the, like, hype and the famous people in it, is actually pretty, like, standard fare, and it, and it doesn't do such a good job. So, like, I know it's based on a book, but, like, basically, that- like, the tropes are, like, at the very beginning, I really didn't like the fact that this is a spoiler also. I should warn you guys. If you haven't seen it yet, this is a spoiler. But at the very beginning, they make it seem like for the whole episode that Mare's ex-husband is a suspect. And then the very next mm. episode, they're like, oh, no, he's cleared. I'm like, what was the point of that? It's so stupid. I hate that shit. Yeah, it is. It does have a lot of, like, kind of ups and downs. I'm really into it. I binged it hard. And then I actually had incredibly bad nightmares about it and, like, was up all night last night. So <laughs> I've been words watching the wise, don't watch five hours of it right before you go to bed. I've been watching it every Sunday that it came out. But um, I love Evan Peters. I've had a crush on him since he was in the X-Men as Quicksilver, whatever the hell his name is. Um, and then he was in WandaVision in a shocking okay. turn of events. And I was like, this guy's great. He's a great actor. I have a huge crush on him. He was dating Emma Roberts and they got in a huge fight and wanted, they had to go to jail. Seems very exciting. Oh, that's who he is. Okay, got it. Didn't realize that. He is very attractive. He's also in... In a weird way. He's been in every season of... What's the horror series? It's been on for a thousand... American Horror Story. But I... <laughs> even though I watched Cheers. that show when it first came out, I didn't realize that that was him. So... He didn't really catch my eye until he was Quicksilver, but love Evan Peters. Think he's a great actor. Calling to the show, Evan Peters. Uh, Thanks for coming to the show, Evan Peters. Thank you. And now I'm going to leave and Evan Peters is going to take over. Okay, let's take a quick break and then we'll get into today's topic. Yeah? Yes. Okay. My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. And we're back, and I sure hope that this show was brought to you by Evan Peters for mayor. <laughs> and it's not mayor of Easttown, it's mayor of Easttown, and I had yeah, a very hard a, time looking it up. It's not about the mayor of Easttown. But I, I thought like- it was. If he can play a guy who's into Kate Winslet, who's way older than me, um, he could be into me in real life. 100%. You look a bit like Kate Winslet. Yeah, I do. I've never heard mm-hmm. that before, but I'm just going to go with it. Yeah, you look exactly like her. In fact, I thought you were her, and that's why we were doing the podcast together. But yeah. now I know that you're just a norm. I'm yeah. out of here. All Call right, me, so Titanic. Look. I got, well, that's what today's episode was supposed to be about. Cause our friend <laughs> Becky was like, you should do a two part episode on Titanic. And then I was like, I already covered the only funny thing about the Titanic. 
which was that on the set of the movie, they all ate clam chowder that was spiked with PCP and somebody stabbed James Cameron in the leg with a pen. Which so I'm sure he deserves. to our clam chowder episode. Absolutely. I'd stab him with a pen too. He sucks. But okay. So I'm going to talk today about the most blazing hot and kind of sexual innuendo sounding food from the 90s called Hot Pockets. <laughs> hot Pockets. <laughs> uh, what's the sexual, oh, like a vagina is a hot pocket? Sure, sure is. That's what uh-huh. I call my vagina. Get over okay. here and microwave my hot pocket. <laughs> yeah, put your cold pins in my warm hot pocket. <laughs> <laughs> it's burning hot. Um, okay, so Hot Pockets were invented by brothers Paul and David Marange. Uh, they were two Jewish-Iranian brothers who immigrated to the United States from Tehran in the late 60s. And they attended University of California. They, like, interned for or got, like, kind of low-level jobs at Maxwell House. And then they went to Europe ever heard of it, in the mid-70s, and they saw the potential demand for American market for frozen Belgian waffles. Oh, that makes sense, because I I was literally just like, it's so weird, because it never has ever in my whole life ever occurred to me to apply for a job at Maxwell House, but it's because it was the 60s, that's why. That's why they got a job there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, I was going to suggest to you that after this job, if the one you're doing right now doesn't work out, check out Maxwell House. This episode could be brought to you by America's favorite... Coffee. Maxwell House. (laughs) (laughs) Maxwell House. Um, Sorry. I sorry I interrupted you. No, please. That's what that's what this show is all about. Yeah. Um, we don't have a plan. If you don't interrupt me, I'm gonna be done with the story in about 30 seconds. (laughs) So please (laughs) keep it going. Um in nineteen seventy-seven they founded a, a food Mac manufacturing company called Chef America. And they had just really intended on, you know, cranking out the frozen waffles. And frozen they waffles, still they in, did. Were they still in Europe at this time or were they back no, in America? No, they came back. They were just on holiday in so Europe. They were they're, just they're seeing back the in America and they call their company Chef America. <laughs> it is interesting, isn't it? They opened it in Chatsworth, California. No clue where that is. But I am going to California soon and I might make a, a pilgrimage to Chatsworth to see the home <laughs> of the Hot Pocket. <laughs> Chatsworth, home of the blazing hot pocket that's also cold in the center. Um, (laughs) So according to this article, oh, in Mashed, which is called The Untold Truth About Hot Pockets. (laughs) Uh, uh, It's not as hard-hitting as you think. Journalist who's like, I'm on the hot pocket beat. <laughs> sure. like they're crusty they're full of ham i don't know what else is there to say it's not really like that intense this the headline is a, a bit of a misnomer oh, man. um it, yeah it's not that salacious so they wanted to put their imprint on the lunch market so the thing that i like never really considered about hot pockets even though i've eaten like eight thousand of them is that they're supposed to be a sandwich. <laughs> they are? I thought they were supposed yeah. to be a pizza. No, they're supposed to be a sandwich. They're called frozen sandwiches. But the pepperoni pizza one is supposed to be a sandwich. It's a pepperoni pizza sandwich. Yes. Okay. <laughs> exactly. It's well, very confusing. No shit. So when formulating their next project, I they consider... I would call it a calzone. I would just consider it like a pastry. I mean, it's really just a Cornish pasty. Well, I don't know what that is. It's just like a, pa- it's like a fucking pastry, like a savory pastry. Oh, like a savory. Oh, I know what it's called. Okay. Yeah. You know, well, it's not really pizza, a sandwich or I a never, pizza. I, well, I feel like the ham and cheese one was supposed to be like a croissant, right? Like a ham and cheese croissant. They have, no, they have ones now that are made with like special laminated croissant dough. <laughs> but that wasn't the case back in the day. Back in the day, it was just made of pure cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> pure wallpaper paste. Do you like Hot Pockets? I'm going to go ahead and say, I bet you don't. Well, I did when I was a kid. I don't, I, I obviously, well, maybe not obviously. I haven't had one in so long. Me neither. I haven't had one in They decades. never, but you know, there's things that like from my childhood, they're like bad foods that tempt me when I go to like a big box grocery store, which is now every time I go to the grocery store because I live in the Midwest. But um, yeah, the, I'm like, oh, I remember eating that. Should I buy them again? Like Totino's pizza rolls, those always, I'm like, ooh, those are delicious. Should I buy Yo, those? those? And I'm like, no, delicious. Don't buy, don't buy those. If you die, <laughs> someone will buy those in your freezer. So um, <laughs> I think it's always a safer bet to buy like 
dry things that are like enticing. You know <laughs> what I mean? Can buy, Rather like, than the, the wet. A- the Amy's version, which is, to be honest, less satisfying. And oftentimes they just drive in a little husk in the middle if you cook them for too long. Um, <laughs> but the, the hot pocket is never something that I was like, ooh, I'll, I'm going to be bad and get a hot pocket. I just don't. I don't have enough nostalgia for them. And like you said, they, they're a little soggy and cold in the middle. And the fl- I don't know. The they're short answer is no. <laughs> I agree. I mean, you know, if I want, I guess if I want to scratch that itch, like for like a crusty, like cheesy thing, like I want to go get pizza. Well, you, you can also, I mean? like, I would rather, I'd rather have like a Stover's French bread pizza. For sure. I, those are absolutely delicious. Um, Okay, so anyway, they were considering the kind of, like, American lifestyle in the 80s of, like, portable meals and, like, food products for children due to the rise of women, quote, women in the workforce. Thanks, MASH. It's like the 1980s by this point. So they debuted their initial (laughs) creation, which they called the Tasty Witch, in 1980. Now, there's a rumor on the internet, and I don't know why anyone would bother to start this rumor. It's, like, such a lame joke to play on people, but I believed it, that, like, the original (laughs) um, product was called Chunk Stuffers. Oh, but that's not true? No, it's just, like, a dumb, like, (laughs) just kidding, they're not really Chunk Stuffers, got you. Like, okay, great prank, whoever. Um, (laughs) Thanks, Obama. Thanks, exactly, Obama who we told us about aliens and is also trying to fool us about chunk stuffers. He's a real cut up, that guy. Yeah, he's an amount of time, but he has too much time on his hands. Exactly. Three years, George Bush started painting and Obama just like spreads like internet rumors. From his mansion <laughs> that he's building in Martha's Hawaii. Vineyard. Hawaii. Um, okay, so like in 83, they released them as Hot Pockets. Um, and it also coincided with the deepest economic dern- economic downturn since World War II with an unemployment rate at around 10%. What year so was the, that? In 1983. So the fact that Hot Pockets were, like, cheap and convenient and, like, easy and microwavable, they were, like, perfect for the time. So fast forward 30 They're years. Like, women are returning to the workforce. Just kidding. There's no yeah. workforce, but people are poor, so this is still fine. <laughs> people are poor, and this is this is hot. Uh, so 2015, a better taste, better quality campaign starts for Hot Pockets because they had been kind of declining in popularity over the years. <laughs> and the company touted a new and improved ingredient uh, list, including, quote, premium meats with 100% Angus beef, hickory ham, and white meat chicken. Oh, yeah, because they real- had the chicken one. The, like, right. Right. The- Chicken broccoli or some shit. Because it's a fucking sandwich. But that's real- chicken broccoli is not a sandwich, is it? Is that a sandwich? I don't know. Real cheese sourced from dairy farmers in Wisconsin and bread baked fresh daily and a from scratch sauce. So this is all bullshit. Also, I just want to mention that Angus beef is one of the most annoying throwaway taglines for food. I mean, like, as though like Angus beef can be, it's just like a breed of cattle. It can still be raised horribly. And And also real cheese, the real is the brand name. Doesn't mean it's actually real cheese. Exactly. That's very true. And fresh baked daily bread. I mean, it's not even bread. It's like a pastry crust. So this whole thing is bullshit. You could bake it daily, but I'm not going to eat it until 30 months later when it's been (laughs) sitting in my freezer. When I'm fucking wasted and almost burned the house down. So sidebar, I had some fucking Australians staying at my old apartment in Bed-Stuy. Oh my God, uh, this story. Which from also, Airbnb. We've already told the story because I burnt lemons and we talked about it on the podcast, but nobody oh. remembers. Tell the story. Oh, right. And they went to go, like, I came back and the apartment looked pretty good, but it smelled terrible. I'm like, these fucking assholes were smoking cigarettes in here and these bitches, these Aussie bitches. And so I fucking called them and I was like, hey, dicks, you like were smoking cigarettes. They're like, we weren't smoking cigarettes. That's, I don't know how to do an Australian accent on the spot. Yeah, that wasn't but, good. Like, <laughs> they're like, Jimmy Cata, peanut fama, peanut butter, peanut cotta. Um, so they were like, we burnt fucking Hot Pockets in your house. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? Like, and the smell stayed for, like, ever. In, it's just, until I moved out. Something that, like, it's just too weird to not be true. But <clears throat> they could be professional travelers. And someone was like, just say something that's so weird. They can't believe, they can't disbelieve you. And then you can smoke in every Airbnb that you visit. I know they're just like sitting like smoking like Capri Slims and they're like no I burnt um I burnt a hot pocket 
I just I burned a ham and cheese and a chicken broccoli. <laughs> I know they're fucking assholes. So anyway, they kind of like tried to like redo the hot pocket and like lower the sodium and whatever bullshit. So um, I also just want to like now I want to pivot to the fact that they are very difficult to heat up in the microwave oh, evenly. Before that though, they also made lean pockets. Yes, yes, lean pockets, all kinds of pockets. There was like quesadilla pockets. They had like sweet hot pockets. There was like a lot of experiments with hot pockets, like filling cherry pie filling or some shit. I was going to like repeat all the different kind of hot pockets, but to be honest, they're mostly variations on the same theme. Like, Yeah, I was just thinking because I was like, I remember when lean cuisine took over and a lot of the frozen food people were like, oh no, what do we do? People want lean food now. And they were just like, Mm. just call it lean. Yeah, it's like a lean pocket, lean, mean pocket machine. Um, So most people microwave them. So the problem to anyone who's ever had a Hot Pocket is that, like, first of all, this is one of the most dangerous foods that can possibly be eaten. It's blazing hot. And because of its shape in the microwave, which is, like, basically where people cook them. I don't know anyone except for these Australian fucking freaks who have ever cooked a Hot Pocket in the oven. You put it in the microwave. Um... But, like, what happens is that the corners of the Hot Pocket become deathly Molten, hot. like lava. Molten lava. <laughs> yeah. And the center <laughs> is freezing like an icicle. So. <laughs> and they have, they make you keep it in that, like, cardboard shell or yes, whatever. Which yes. does literally nothing. Like, what is it doing? It's keeping it from exploding, maybe? I don't even know. Is it absorbing? It's called a suspector. That's what it's called? Yeah, it's called a suspector. It's a magical crisping sleeve. And that's <laughs> its name. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. This suspector. But so this person on Reddit came up with um, a way to make sure that you don't bite into a chunk of like frozen fucking ham. Well, you um, could you, bake it in the oven. You could bake it in the oven, but if you want to make it, it would take like this per- an hour and a half. Like it a would take five. like, yeah, like four or five hours. Um, the This Redditor says microwave the item for 75% of the suggested time. Take it out of the microwave. <laughs> Hold, I don't know why this is so funny to me. Hold it at both ends and shake it. So that the hot filling on each end mixes with the cold filling in the middle and then put it back in the microwave for the remaining cook time. 75% of the requested time? Like, what is 75% of 15 minutes, which I'm assuming is how long I have to microwave? No, 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, note to self, we are not suggesting you put a hot pocket in the microwave for 15 minutes. It just comes out, it's like, it's like the turkey and Christmas vacation you cut into. It's just like, (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness. Okay, so for the 2015, a lot happened for Hot Pockets in 2015. Okay, Did you see the Jason Segel vehicle um, where he plays David Foster Wallace, the end of the tour? Woof. No, I did not see that. With like the world's most, the one actor that I truly don't like, Jesse Eisenberg. Um, I... I don't I don't even want to get I don't like David Foster Wallace I don't like yeah the whole thing this is one of the like most awful like annoying movies I've ever watched but he had to gain 40 pounds and so he says um by the end I was running out of time I had about two weeks left and so I put myself on a hot pocket diet which was two hot pockets every three hours (laughs) why hot pockets they're not that high in calories are they no, and I'm like, dude, again, like, I don't understand these, like, celebrity, like, weird things they do to, like, gain or lose weight. Like, The Rock, who just eats, like, steamed cod all the time. I'm like, you could eat better food and still achieve what you're doing. In this case, why don't you get something that you like, like, a whole pizza or, like, yeah, you know, like ice cream? A, a whole pizza every three hours, to me, sounds great. A different, You can try every pizza place in New York that way. That's the only way that you could try every pizza place. And that would be fun. Exactly. And you're Jason Siegel, like America's richest actor. Also, <laughs> you could have anything. I can gain 40 pounds just by blinking an eye, to be honest, Jason Siegel. So. <laughs> I know. Fuck you. He's like, oh, I have to eat so many hot pockets. So he ate, like, he said he was eating 12 hot pockets a day. Um, <laughs> Which is also so expensive. Like, his assistant has to go to the whatever grocery store they have in L.A. Nobody knows. And buy, you know, 40 cases of hot pockets to last him one week. It makes no sense. Like, he could just be eating what I used to eat as a child, which I talked about on the last episode, a fucking turkey sandwich with extra mayo on a goddamn bagel. He definitely would have no problem. Like, this makes no sense to me. He could be, like, a nutty buddy, a cosmic brownie, and have, like, fettuccine Alfredo with extra breadsticks. Done. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, he's like, 
He's like, no. He's like, it was so difficult. Like, listen, dude, you obviously fucking love Hot Pockets. Otherwise, you wouldn't eat 12 of them a day. Like, you would choose literally anything else. You could eat, like, I mean, what a great thing. Oh, I have to, like, gain 40 pounds to make millions of dollars. You could be the only person on Earth who should actually go get the bottomless possible from the Olive Garden. Like, that's, you're (laughs) the only guy that should be eating it. Nobody should be eating bottomless pasta. (laughs) Or that fucking sandwich that, like, is made from KFC where the bun is chicken. I mean, really, literally anything. Fucking 12 hot pockets a day. This guy's a sicko. If you see Jason Siegel, I would say go the other direction. double down and you're done. Take a nap and that's it. You've gained 40 pounds. I know. I'm really confused by this. So he said, he, he was like, I swear, I swear I'd never eat another Hot Pocket. But if you put a Hot Pocket in front of me right now, he'd eat it. I'd eat it, he said. That's because he yeah. fucking loves Hot Pockets, He's this obsessed guy. He's a Hot with Pocket hot fanatic. Okay. You know what? Teach his own. I wonder what flavor he, I mean, he was, he must have eaten all of them, I guess. At that point. I hope he wasn't having like, the what if Philly he's having lean steak. Pockets? He's like, it's not the working. Only, <laughs> the only true sandwich flavor is the Philly cheesesteak one. I know, right? It's a sandwich. They only have one kind that's actually a sandwich. It's ridiculous. Um, so Michelle Janavis, the heiress to the Hot Pockets fortune and former <laughs> company executive, was sentenced to five months in jail for paying a total of $300,000 to get one of her daughters into the University of Southern California. Oh, she was one of the kids. position, yeah, on the volleyball yes. team, as well as cheating on the ACT tests. Oh, so good. I know. I didn't realize that she was one of, one of those people, but... Well, yeah, they probably weren't like, and also... The, and also the ladies from Full lady. House, and then the heir to the Hot Pockets version. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's an article in the failing New York Times uh, that wouldn't let me read it. And to that, I say, fuck you. I wanted to read about the 2021 recall due to glass and plastic, but I couldn't. <laughs> so thanks for nothing, New York oh, Times. I, I think I remember that. Yeah, I remember glass and that plastic. Was- ridiculous it reminds me of my dad used to tell the story of like when the day him and my mom got married my grandpa took them all out for dinner um my grandpa was a very frugal person and didn't you know have a lot of money and he was very thrifty lived through the depression and um he they were at some like crappy place in our hometown eating dinner for their their wedding reception dinner of I don't know like 10 people or something and my dad was sitting with my grandpa and he bites into a salad and there was glass in it so he's like hey pop like there's actually there's glass in my salad and my grandpa just like looks at him and goes well there's no glass in mine and he just <laughs> finishes eating the whole thing and like, didn't <laughs> give a shit which I thought was funny that he'd actually want to like maybe get his money back but you didn't yeah. want to hear anything about okay, it. Okay, so I did a little research during yeah. this story, but and it says that 762,000 pounds of Hot Pockets recalled. I love that it's like in pounds. Like not in pounds, pockets. not in pockets. Well, how many pockets um, is that? <laughs> uh, nobody knows. 762,000 pounds of Hot Pockets recalled due to glass and plastic contamination. Thrillist says, this isn't how lunch was supposed to go. Um, mm, and it says- good one. You may want to check the box before you make that microwaved second dinner tonight. <laughs> uh, okay. Nestle is recalling about 762,615 pounds of pepperoni hot pockets, my personal favorite. Yeah, you um, like it for the glass, the crunch. They that may it be contaminated with extraneous materials. Those materials are just simply pieces of glass and hard plastic. Um, mm. the problem was discovered. I love the wording of this when four hot pocket lovers lodge <laughs> complaints after finding <laughs> the very unwelcome extraneous <laughs> materials in their hot pockets. Uh, Who that's knows hilarious. <laughs> there was also a recall in like the mid 2000s because of uh, they found animal meat that was not fit for human consumption. Oh no, I don't know like what kind of meat it was. It definitely it was, wasn't Angus beef. It was that's Angus for sure. beef, it was real <laughs> Angus beef. <laughs> okay, now this is amazing. This is from um, an, a Vice Magazine article. And the title of the article says, How Hot Pockets Saved a Man from a Deadly Ohio Plane Crash. Okay. I'm going to read just a very brief, yeah, a brief part of this article. On Tuesday morning, and this is from a 2000, and, also a 2015 article, the biggest year in Hot Pockets, Hot Pockets history. On Tuesday morning, Akron, Ohio resident Jason Bartley decided to duck out of his apartment and get some microwavable pizza pockets. <laughs> if he hadn't, he would now be dead. 
He had been Whoa. planning a trip to Miami on his computer, decided to duck out and get some microwavable turnovers, a pizza hot pocket for dinner, and a breakfast hot pocket for the following morning. Gross. Upon his return, Bartley's apartment and everything in it was engulfed in flames. His residence had been hit by the chartered ExecuFlight jet that, for reasons which still aren't entirely clear, lost control over a residential area moments before it was scheduled to land in Akron and killed all nine passengers. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he would have been killed if not for his craving for Hot Pockets. And so, upon reading this, this man was, like, very traumatized by this. I have a couple of questions about this article. So, yeah. number one, why did we need to know that he had just booked a flight to Miami? That's a really, really great question. And Maybe, also, like, he wanted to, like, maybe he was going to been planning to i don't know i don't and know also a, that reminds me that they did make breakfast hot pockets which i totally forgot about oh yeah full of eggs i mean i used to always eat the ham and cheese ones for breakfast with the blazing hot cheese i think like <laughs> i must have like burned my mouth off like to i don't can't even believe i can still taste it. i don't even really like ham i think i would pick me all the ham either. out of it yeah but i like that there was like a ham flavor to it so i would like eat sure. the like liquidy cheese with the ham flavor and like suck the cheese off the ham pieces and then discard the ham that's disgusting <laughs> i know kids are very gross especially especially me now it's not as disgusting as this in 2014, a high schooler by the name on Vine, by the name of at Thought Pockets, gets suspended from Vine for fucking a Hot Pocket on oh, Vine. Oh, how come? He had previously fucked a Pop-Tart. This gentleman, who remains nameless, was 18 at the time and says, I will definitely recommend it. You can suspend my Vine, but you can't change the fact that I fucked a Hot Pocket. I... He even stated his intention to have sex with a rotisserie chicken next time. Oh, yeah. I mean, all of those sound viable except for the Pop-Tart. Like, I feel like it would just completely disintegrate. I completely agree. You can't fuck a Pop-Tart. I don't care what you say. Definitely a Hot Pocket, unless it's very hot. I mean, you really have to fuck more like a warm a warm Hot Pocket. And so, yeah, Vine, which is hilarious that it, like, went by the wayside and then just resurfaces TikTok, but whatever. I know. Very interesting. And then uh, one more thing I want to mention about Hot Pockets quickly is... Um, your favorite comedian, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> oh my God. He came on the radio. Like I listen to the radio in my car a lot now. And he came on the radio, like a whole like 20 minute set. I thought it would just keep ending and keep ending. And so I listened <laughs> Wishing to the it would end. whole thing. And I was like, no. Yeah. J- James Gaffigan, your favorite Catholic comedian. Father um, of five. Yeah. Father of fat father of five as self-described. <laughs> Um, <laughs> basically built his career on a bit that he did about Hot Pockets. Oh. And the jokes are terrible. I there were so, I was going to, like, write a bunch of them down, but I was like, these are just so obvious and dumb. People really like him. He's fine. I don't... Do we hate... Do we have a reason to hate him? Is he, like, problematic in any way? Uh... Other I, than not no. being terribly funny? No, he hasn't been canceled, but that does not mean that I have to like the guy. Yeah, so here's one joke. There is a vegetarian hot pocket for those of us who don't want to eat meat but still want diarrhea. A hot pocket has never given me diarrhea. I mean, I know. I don't really like that's more of like a White Castle joke, right? Jim or, sure, or like like any other like a bunch of, you know, I don't know, ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not he really like he's really known for his hot pocket hot takes. Um apparently he's doing observational comedy about observational pastries <laughs> so thanks yeah. jim gaffigan for leaving your hot pocket and oh, also sorry this made me remember the other thing i wanted to say no, about that please. really interesting article is they they described it as a hot pocket and then they described it as a microwavable turnover which i think is interesting because they're they're right it is a turnover it is a turnover what were those oh toaster strudel oh i love the toaster strudel. now wait a minute before we get too far i think we should do our top three and I think that our top three should be about our favorite, like, microwavable kind of, like, pastry things. Or you can include TV dinners. Whatever, like, are your favorite, like, 90s memories of, like, microwavable foods? Um, we didn't we didn't microwave a ton, but we would put the toaster strudel in the toaster as you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Then you put the little packet of icing on the top of the toaster to warm it up so it would be nice and gooey for when you want to slather it all over your toaster strudel because you keep it in the freezer, which... Isn't great for icing. 
Totally. Um, or if you're like me, you use two packets on one toaster strudel. Did you ever microwave your Pop-Tarts? No, I don't think I mean, so. Or I mean, toast them in the toaster. Absolutely, already. yes. Yeah. But I like them toasted and not toasted for me different too. reasons. Um, but now they, my sister buys them a lot, and I don't actually like Pop-Tarts anymore. I thought I would like them still, but... I mean, I think when you stop eating those really chemically foods, like it just tastes different. I'm not saying they're good or bad necessarily because I don't want to certainly don't want, certainly don't want to shame anyone about their certainly. likes, um, whatever, or what they choose to eat. But um, for me, some of those nostalgic foods that I really loved, like when I eat them now, it's just that my taste has changed. It just tastes a bit more chemically to me. Yeah. Yes. Other thing that I can remember pretty vividly is that in a period of time, I'm pretty sure I was in college or maybe I had just graduated from college and had my first apartment, but I was really into lean cuisines uh, because Mm -hmm. of the low calories. And I must've had a first, for whatever reason, I was really into them. And I'm pretty sure my sister was at the same time. So we like would discuss which flavors were good or bad. So at one point in my life, I was, like a connoisseur of lean cuisine. And sometimes I see them in the freezer and I'm like, oh, I wonder if they still have any of the flavors that I used to like, but I can't remember what they are now. Mm. But there was a time in my life when I was almost exclusively eating those. And really? they're, they're fine, you know, if you have to eat a microwave frozen food item. And then when I was a kid, there was like a, there was something called kid cuisine. Yes, of course. And I used to really like that because it included dessert, although the dessert was oftentimes just like chocolate pudding, which you would also put in the microwave. So I know, and like, it would get like gravy uh, on it and so be burnt. gross. <laughs> my, my, I saw Marty the other day, and we were chatting about like Hungry Man dinners and like how we like Salisbury steak, and then there'd be like oh, a yeah. brownie, and then like the brownie would just be covered in like steak gravy, <laughs> and yeah. it would be hot, blazing hot. <laughs> And for some reason, like, I didn't care. I loved kid cuisine. Whenever my mom got them, I was so excited. And yeah, me too. Kids are disgusting. You're right. That's the moral of the story. Yeah, kids are fucking gross. They'll fuck, they'll fuck their own dinner or, or breakfast. <laughs> um, uh, what about you? Well, you know, I did really love Hot Pockets. I think my number one favorite microwave food of all time is one like 100% Stouffer's macaroni and cheese I don't know like what it is they do with that but like there is no other macaroni and cheese and I've tried to recreate it before it almost tastes like like Welsh rarebit it has this very like really grainy uh, as I yes a little grain a little grainy if you do let it go for too long but it has almost like a bitter like aged cheddar taste to it I loved it I hate Um, it you did? Oh my god, I loved it so much. Like Even ketchup, now, a little ketchup. My sister buys that too, and I, I was like, I need to find out like what what was what was the deal with me hating this? And I had someone. I'm like, this is fucking gross. I I hate everything about it. I loved it, and I also love Stouffer's chicken and turkey pot pie. Oh yeah, we. My dad actually. So my stepmom's changed her hours, and she's no longer home to make him dinner. And I was like, I don't know if I can make dinner whatever she's like okay so I just bought like 14 pot pies your dad can just eat those and that's how I know that you have to put a pot pie in the oven for 55 minutes because that's how long it would take that's wild yeah if you take it straight from the freezer it does take a very long time in the microwave and I guess the other thing that I really liked that you could put in the microwave although they were better in the toast toaster oven was like tombstone pizza and that also had like one of those like weird microwave sleeves that you could put it in the microwave you microwave your pizza deep dish tombstone uh, like individual pizzas the individual ones with the tiny pepperoni cubes exactly which are exactly. actually really good and they would also Those get molten hot blazing hot <laughs> so fucking hot um but yeah those were like some of my faves i i ate a lot of microwaved food and a lot of junk food and processed food growing up a lot like basically that was it and uh definitely have a soft spot for some of that stuff yeah but yeah loved it this is a very good episode. Very fun. We laughed. We cried. We didn't burn our mouths. We beyond belief. Somebody fucking our topic, which we managed to do probably every episode. <laughs> um, ben Affleck, JLo, if you're out there, I hope that you guys are kissing and cuddling at the gym oh, yeah. or out of so the gym. We recorded this early. So by the time you guys hear this, there could be some more information, but we didn't break oh it God. because we recorded this early. So don't blame us 
I know. They could be married. They could, like, have run off and got married by an Elvis, by a singing Elvis by this time. Yeah, they could have. Or well, let us know what happened. By Matt Damon. Oh, my God. I wonder what Matt Damon thinks of all of this. I bet he's psyched. We, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. They interviewed him, and he was like, he said it would be awesome if they got oh, back right. together. <laughs> yes, yes. He is psyched. <laughs> I knew it. I knew he would be excited. He's a supportive friend. He's, well, like, a good, he's a good yeah, friend. Yeah, he is. Um, I love you, my dude, and uh, hasta la microwave pasta. Bye-bye. Life's Banquet is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Or connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click at the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.